It's time again for Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Best Strategies. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another session of Talking Trade. My name is Ken Waslick, Managing Director of Inter EM Waslick & Associates, an international business development company. And I'm Sandy Siegel, President of MEJ. I am happy to welcome back our guest today, Mike Dinkler. Mike's principal at Michael Best Strategies, based uh, office based in Washington, D.C. And previously, I, I know, Mike, you were with the U.S. House of Representatives. So um, you've really got your finger on the pulse of what's going on in Washington. I'm, I'm sure you're as happy as I am. The elections are over. Um, so I, I'm really anxious to talk about some of the trade issues um, that are, you know, are important to all of us um, here in, in trade. So let's talk about um, the China 301 duties. The the U.S. Trade Rep just opened up a comment period to get feedback on the um, supposed effectiveness of those China tariffs and the additional duties. And the, the comment period gives people the opportunity to uh, speak and argue for changes in those duties, potentially get relief from those duties on particular products. Um, what what will it actually take to see some action in that regard? And and you know what do you think we might see from that comment period? Yeah, I think that's the uh, thanks. First of all, thanks for having me back. It's it's great to talk to you all again. But um, I think that's that's the billion dollar question at this point. Is is you know this is a statutorily mandated four year review of the tariffs, so they they had to do this. They didn't really have a choice. Um, but the question is what they choose to do with the comments. Um, you know, obviously, I think there's a lot of people hoping that they may use it to, to, to rebalance things somehow, maybe use it as a pretext to reopen an exclusion process, um, you know, so, but I think it's, you know, it, it, as we've been telling clients, you know, there's a there's an old political adage that uh, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So, you know, we've been encouraging everybody to apply to, to comment, because if you don't, then they may take that as a sign that you just, it's not important to you. Um, so, um, yeah, but we're 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 watching it. It just opened up yesterday, and we're we're hoping it may be a a sign of some some tariff liftings to come. Terrific. Well, another hot topic is uh, we had our election last week. Uh, we see that even uh, some of the results are not in yet. Uh, the Senate probably is going to still remain on the Democratic side, and the House is going to have a very thin majority uh, to the Republicans. Um, what do you see in the next lame duck session, the next, uh, you know, what can the Democrats do between now until the new Congress? And then how about the next four, two years after that? Yeah, um, that is, it is a very, uh, it's going to be a very busy couple of uh, month and a half coming up here. So uh, in the trade world, you know, I think everything that is in the realm of possibility will likely get folded into what we call an omnibus spending bill um, because government funding does run out in mid-December. And so, you know, when that be one of the last trains out of the station before the end of the Congress, uh, everybody tries to ride along. And so uh, there've been a system of preferences ever since they lapsed uh, at the end of 2020. And so, um, we're still waiting for those to uh, those negotiations to come to some agreement. Um, and then at the same time, you know, a lot of a lot of trade provisions that are authorized by Congress tend to tend to have a ride or die. And so MTB has GSP, um, another program that just lapsed trade adjustment assistance, TAA, 
um, you know, always rides along with Trade Promotion Authority, TPA. Um, and so, you know, we just have a lot of programs that are that are out there. Um, and they're trying to come to some, I think Senator uh, Rob Portman of, of Ohio called it a grand bargain uh, to get all those done. But at the same time, with so many other things on the menu, government funding, tax provisions, health provisions, those all, I mean, uh, tax, health, and trade all fund all under the same committee. So, um, you know, they have a lot on their plates. And so we're, we're hoping that we can see some sort of agreement come together, um, that those programs can get reauthorized. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be remaining to be seen because we are still trying to figure out uh, a lot of those election results. Um, you know, it seems like things are about, I think, I think, um, decision desk finally said that Republicans will, will take the house. So, um, that's crystallizing some things, but, uh, at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly putting a, a lag on the negotiations that might otherwise be happening. Uh, the other thing that we're watching very closely, and I think everybody is right now is the potential for a rail strike. Um, so we have three unions that have rejected that deal. Uh, Congress does have the ability to step in uh, and end that if there is a strike. I think the next date is uh, December 4th. Um, and then we're getting the results from the two biggest rail unions, uh, I think, over this coming weekend. So um, that's another thing that Congress may have to do uh, if, if it comes down to a rail strike. But um, I think those are the two big things on the menu for the lame duck. Uh, looking ahead to next year, uh, you know, we have... Um, you know, on the House side, uh, Republicans, obviously, like I said, are projected to take the House and the Ways and Means Committee um, has the, the chairmanship up for grabs between three different people, Jason Smith of Missouri, uh, Vern Buchanan of Florida, and Adrian Smith of Nebraska. Um, all of them are, are likely to chart a kind of a free trader uh, type of, of path on, um, on trade policy. Um, they've all kind of made statements about we need trade promotion authority again, we need more trade agreements, um, you know, they'll also have some oversight abilities on, on USTR on perhaps section 301 tariffs, exclusions, things like that. Um, and so, you know, but in divided government, ultimately, uh, you know, expectations for, for legislation to get across the, the finish line is probably a little lower. Um, but, you know, oversight and, and at least bringing some of those issues to the fore, uh, I think you'll see a lot of that. I had originally, you know, been reading that there was hopes that GSP and um, the MTB would pass through, you know, during the lame duck, and and now it's looking. I think, as you uh, explained, it's being attached to other bills and and less likely to happen before the end of the year. So, um, um, but obviously, as you also mentioned, the rail strike is huge, and that's certainly going to need attention, um, and that. I, you know, dramatic effect on my industry. So a big, big concern on, on adding to supply chain um, and so forth. So um, it, is there a sense, you know, in are some of these trade negotiations, I mean, looked at in, in relation to inflation and, and giving, you know, consumer price relief and so forth. And is it is it getting attention, you know, from from that perspective and, and, and getting the ears of the right people in that regards? Um, I think in terms of the trade agreements, I mean, what we've seen, I mean, and I guess this will be a theme for, for Republicans, um, potentially in the next Congress too, and, and it's, it's already been for, for Republicans and Democrats, uh, a lot of the agreements that the Biden administration is, um, has, has undertaken thus far, like the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework and uh, the counterpart for the Americas, which I, I remember the acronym APEP, but not what it all stands for, but 
Um, those are less about market access. They're less about lowering tariffs. They're more about creating rules for the road. Um, and, and so that's actually got Congress quite frustrated because that when you don't do anything with tariffs, when you're just kind of creating some rules, um, then that cuts Congress out of the whole thing. They don't have to pass it. They can conduct some, some oversight. They can pound the table, but ultimately the Biden administration could enter into it. So, um, so I think that will be another, another theme, but yeah, in terms of, you know, I think lowering tariffs is where you'd see some of that perhaps inflation reduction, but um, without that, uh, you know, then, then it's, it's less of a, a theme and it's more, you know, I mean, you see Congress trying to add that in, um, sure. but that, that obviously also would, would perhaps slow down some of those negotiations too. Absolutely. I, I Certainly some of our trade agreements are based on, on trying to strengthen relationships with allies in our, our fight against China and some of our concerns with, you know, Chinese trade practices. Um, as we wrap up, Mike, we're running out of time. Other comments and things to keep an eye on, um, negotiations, trade bills and so forth that, that we should all be paying attention to. Yeah, I mean, I think next year, another thing to watch is just that relationship with our allies. I, you know, I think there's a lot of things that are coming to a head uh, between the US and Mexico on agriculture, on auto rules of origin, uh, on energy policy, um, the US and the EU, you know, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, electric vehicle tax credit has really upset a lot of countries as well. So I think there's, we, we could be heading into a little bit of a turbulent year. I, some people are using the word trade war and I don't think we need to or term trade war. I don't think we need to go that far, but it's gonna test some the resolve of some of those relationships that the Biden administration prioritized in uh, in its first two years. So we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out, but it could be could be interesting. Well, Mike, uh, it's interesting. I was uh, just uh, recently spoke at a um, uh, conference uh, sponsored by the Illinois Strict uh, Export Council, the um, Illinois DEC, and they're talking about friend, friend shoring, you know, yes. not reshoring, friend shoring. And uh, we had uh, two representatives, one from Korea and uh, one from Colombia, and they were just talking about, you know, the sourcing. Um, the China alternative to China and other countries do it with the countries that you have a free trade agreement with already. Exactly. Yep. I think that's a buzzword we're going to be seeing a lot more of in the next uh, next couple of years. Very interesting. Mike, thanks for joining us again. Um, always great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, Mike. Thanks for joining Talking Trade. You've been listening to Talking Trade, sponsored by MMAC's World Trade Association and Michael Nesbitt.